Bruce Lawn. Yo, I'm in Tampa, Florida with my mellow, my man, Dayton. We're going to have an amazing conversation about all things music, culture, theology, and much more. But before we get into that, hello, my name is Ruslan, and we have a free How to Study the Bible course where you can get more consistency, more clarity, more context, and ultimately more application for life change. You can go to mastermydevo.com or hit the link in the description. And we have a free three-day challenge for those who are thought leaders, experts, pastors, entrepreneurs looking to jump into the YouTube space. I'm doing three days of free coaching in a private Facebook group. There's going to be homework, all kinds of good stuff like that. Make sure you hit the link in the description. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have the man, the myth, the legend, my brother, Dayton. What's what up, up, bro? What up, what up, Thank bro? you so much for doing this, man. I'm second or third time doing something in person. Uh, third time in person, right? Yeah, I think second in person. Second? Did we have you do Fan Love Friday and actual in-person yeah, interview? Yeah, right, that's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. Um, man, I want to I jump in. I want to talk about a couple different things, but I think what I recently learned about you from the Track Stars interview, and shout out to Track Stars, was how much of a of a A&R entrepreneurial uh, approach you've been able to contribute to Bizzle in the God Over Money camp. Yeah. And um, just a backstory of how you were there as an A&R initially to help with some artists behind the scenes and then slowly pivoted over to these other areas but now obviously putting out your own music but now you've got menace movement, ministry and all that sort of thing. So. People that don't know who you are, can you just briefly tell that backstory of how you got into music and how you connected with Bizzle and, and how we're here now? <laughs> how I got into music, period. Uh, man, raised, born and raised a hip-hop baby. My father was a disc jockey. Uh, of course, as you're growing up, you're hearing hip-hop blast from out the room. Um, you know, according to my mom and dad, they would say that well, as a little kid, they would see me trying to rhyme, freestyle, sing songs, do all types of stuff. Um, that's how I got into music. It was I was always passionate about it. I didn't believe in myself. Mm. Um, it, the dream seemed far-fetched, mm -hmm. but um, on my, I would just rap for my friends on the block. Mm -hmm. It took one day, now in high school, I'm, I made a whole bunch of little freestyle tapes with my friends, mm -hmm. but my man challenged me to write a rhyme. I wrote my, my first verse uh, that was actually written. Mm -hmm. I spit it to him the next day. He brings me into this hallway where like this dead end in the school mm -hmm. and I don't know how he managed to get everybody every other rapper from the school mm -hmm. there and it's like most of them I had beef with mm. <laughs> we was from different blocks and now he brings me into this hallway I'm thinking he set me up because it's three of them and we don't like each other <laughs> and my man is like yo spit the verse mm. I spit the verse and the response I got like not only did hip hop bring peace now because those three dudes became friends mm. and the respect I, I got the respect that day yeah um man the 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 feedback was like a high you know what i'm mm. saying so now it's just like yo i didn't want to be rich and famous i wanted to be the best <laughs> so i started writing to be the best um you know started taking music serious um after i i formed my own group and that's where the executive producer a and r okay. stuff kind of kicked in um I, I studied music, I learned the whole 16 bar structure because I started making beats. And I, I, I taught myself how to count bars. Mm -hmm. No one explained that to me. And as you know, you're dealing with the metronome and you see you like, yo, okay, mm -hmm. that's a bar. And 
I would teach other people. Now I'm helping them with song structure, their hooks, their choruses, and how to put out music independently. And this is all stuff I, I was self-taught. Yeah, and this is early on. This is what this is mid two mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm a teenager learning all this stuff. Um, then I get I find a manager on my own, uh -huh. and my manager at the time he was into all these things, mm -hmm. and 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 he helped A and R and and executive produce and went to school for mixing and mastering. He was hands on with everything. He mm -hmm. produced. He did everything. Mm -hmm. He even rapped dope, and he ain't even want to rap. Mm -hmm. He wanted to manage me. So um, he I learned a lot from him also, um, and I would come alongside of. of of people's projects, they would hear my demos and stuff, and these were people who were bigger than I was mm -hmm. in the underground and actually had careers and would have me executive produce their projects and A&R it. Mm. So I got my feet wet with that. Um, I, I got to practice that about two times with two different artists, and I always knew that I would... I, I, I hoped I would be effective in music, mm. but I always knew that when my time with music was up, mm. I would be a better coach. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew I would be a better coach. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so not to jump around too much, but you also, you, this is a tri-state area. Yeah. You're from Jersey, Jersey yeah. um, but you also frequented EO Dub and yeah, the week yeah. longest running open mic yeah. in New York. And I, I actually did a show showcase there, I think like 2008 as the breaks. What years were you kind of frequenting that, that area? Shoot, from, from about 2000 three uh -huh. to 2007 when I got oh, okay. saved. Dope. Yeah. And, that, and so uh, I remember like meeting Freestyle fam there. There's like a oh, video yeah, of us yeah, freestyling yeah. with them dudes. I love that you recently posted a clip of that yeah. on your Instagram and you and it was in context to Kanye uh, struggling this year and the Drink Champs interview. And you posted a video of you <laughs> at EO Dub yeah. rapping and cussing and, and the whole bit. You guys should go watch it on Dayton's, uh, on, on, on your Instagram. Yeah. But, um, and, you, and you used that moment in time to highlight how you had started your journey with Jesus, but you weren't fully surrendered to Jesus yeah. yet. Can you talk about that intersection of like, I'm on this faith journey and I'm in, I'm following God. However, life is messy and there's a lot I'm working through. And, and, and what that was like for you. Yeah, so just, you know, when you've, and I'm not making an excuse for it, but just uh, as you, you give your life to the Lord and you've had all these hopes and these dreams, I, I put all my eggs in one basket and betted everything on this thing. On it making, was, making it making as a rapper. It, yeah. And it was my life and it was all I knew how to do yeah so to expect and god is fully capable of doing so mm -hmm. but just in my situation like to expect me to just change within an instant mm -hmm. all the way around is almost to i have to relearn how to walk mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um so it was hard to let go uh, the Lord was definitely not like, okay, you good here. I would feel convicted. Mm. I would, I was battling God. Mm. God I, every sermon, they could have preached about apples and oranges. And yeah. the sermon to me sounded like, give me a gift. Mm. Give me a, everything was like, give me. Cause give you, me. you were compartmentalizing at this I point. I was compartmentalizing. Okay. I was trying to justify like, yo, well, okay, God, I'll, um, 
I'll stop like, all right, you saw me there cursing, but then it, it, it I started to clean things up. Okay, I'll stop cursing, mm. and now FYL, the group was F Your Life. Mm. Uh, the FYL, I'll change it to Father and Young Listeners or something <laughs> like that. That'll be my version, yeah. and I, I'll stop cursing, and I'll just say the N-word. Okay. And then, you know, I'll, I, then it went from, all right, I'll stop saying the N-word, I'll stop killing people on records, but, uh, you know, I'll just rap for the girls. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just kept trying to give God, like, I don't want to fully give it yeah, up, yeah. so let me give you this little bit. Let yep. me give you this little yep. bit until, you know, finally, I just couldn't deal with the conviction. And then <laughs> as I grew yeah. in the word, your desires begin to change, yeah. and it's easier to let go of things. So I yeah. just was like, yo, God, I'm done. So you had this gym on that Instagram video, and you guys should really be following Dayton on Instagram, but you had this gym in that video regarding your journey and paralleling it to Kanye's journey, and you said, yo, this is me two years in to giving my life to Jesus and I'm still on stage cussing and I'm still wrestling with mm -hmm. my flesh. And you said people become born again, but they need to be taught how to live again. Yeah. Can Amen. you talk about that? Amen. I really needed to be taught how to live again. I, mm. I um, man, when hip hop is all you know, and even what you do for leisure, how you hang out, how mm -hmm, you chill, mm -hmm. you smoke, you drink, you go to the club. Mm -hmm. What do you do when this is all you know? Mm. I, I, you, I really had to learn how to live again. Mm. I didn't come from a, a religious background. We didn't go to church, you know what I'm saying? So that that's just what I mean. And, and people may be so far removed that they, they forget that. Yeah. I, I observe this man and I see somebody and having some experience in the music industry, I can sympathize to a degree. Mm -hmm. It doesn't justify it, yeah. but I can see why. Um, yo, this man has been living this way for 20, 20 years, years, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He talks this way, he moves this yeah. way, he acts this way. Have patience for yeah. my man. Yeah. I, I thank God that the people that God sent into my life, sent alongside me, had patience. Yeah. LaVarcia had patience. Yeah. My man Lionel had patience. Yeah. They weren't like, you need to stop, da 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 da. And they didn't expect me to be sanctified, super saved in, in, in a day. Yeah. They were just like, yo, give us this day our daily bread. Yo, Dayton, read your word, pray. Yeah. And the Lord did his thing, bro. That's beautiful. Was there ever a time where you then kind of take the legalistic side where you had to, pur not legalistic, but like really purge and consecrate? Or did you always kind of have this like balance of, is this is a process? Um, man, uh, I don't, man, I don't think I ever was legalistic. Uh -huh. Um, and I definitely, definitely wasn't like, yo, this is a, a process. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that mindset. Mm -hmm. Now in hindsight, I look back, I, I was like, yo, I got to get with it mm. um, and stop playing games. Mm. So, you know, the, the that's the Holy Spirit's work. Mm. He had me on that type of time. Yeah. Um, I was hard on myself for sure. Yeah. Once I started to really, you know, walk this thing out, then it's just like, yo, if I if I looked at a, a female for too long, I would like condemn myself mm. like, oh, man, yeah. I'm wild and I'm yeah. out here. So um, I think yeah. what's important is is in that. Um, you sharing your story, Kanye sharing his story, uh, or living his story rather, me sharing my story is, if, if, we can ex if we could have context of that, then we could extend the grace and the mercy and the truth to the Kanye's in our life. Yes, You know yes, what I mean? Because yes. there's gonna be people in your real life that had a legitimate 
encounter with Jesus. And what they don't need is to be told, you're not really saved. Uh, you, you, you faking it. You know what I mean? You got a demon. Yeah. You got this, right? They need to be told the truth. Hey, like you shouldn't behave this way. And here's why. Well, at the same time, having mercy and grace and patience extended to them. Facts. I always say you need to definitely have a sober perspective of your own brokenness, your mm -hmm. own shortcomings. And, and when you do, when you're aware of your own shortcomings, you're a lot more gracious towards mm -hmm. other people yeah. and a lot more patient. I was a screw up, bro. My walk wasn't an easy one. It wasn't zero to 60. Mm -hmm. I know people that the Lord transformed within an instant mm -hmm. where my man took, he said he pulled over on the side of the highway, was crying, listening to worship music, grabbed his book of CDs, threw them out the window, hit every chick like, leave me alone and went full fledged and he's a pastor today. Mm -hmm. My story wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. I had so many idols that I'm just, guys like, gimme, gimme. And I'm yeah. like, okay, you can take that one, but I'm keeping this. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me. He kept on until my hands were empty. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So as you then pivot, you you have connections in the mainstream side of things. Mm -hmm. um, there was, we talked about last time you were on the channel in terms of uh, potentially working with Shady mm -hmm. Aftermath. And you, ironically enough, you've gone on Shady as a Christian, Shady Radio as a Christian yeah. and barred up and the whole bit. And so there was this momentum in your career. And then... You surrender your life to Jesus, and and it, and then is this towards around the time you connect with Bizzle and the God over money thing starts kind of taking root, or was that like uh, is that is it not that linear? It, it's not that linear. Okay. Well, I, we've connected, but it wasn't. I don't even think God over money was a thing. It was okay. just Bizzle. It was just Bizzle. And Lavoisier played middleman. Yeah. We had a couple phone conversations and. Bizzle featured me on his mixtape, yeah. but it's not like we we built this relationship yeah, yet. Yeah. Um, it and was, as you guys were building, you it, it kind of started moving towards you guys working together. And then when it came up, he was like, nah, I, I, I can't help you. I got nothing to offer yeah, you. It started with the A&R thing. Okay. I gave him my ear uh, on some things with mixing and mastering. Uh -huh. And then I just turned into, he sent everything to me, was asking my opinion. And then I approached him like, hey, I'm doing all this work. Yeah. Put me on as A&R. That happened. So when you say A&R, you're, you're basically like kind of coordinating who's mixing the records, coordinating the yes. rollouts, coordinating whatever, the schedules. Okay, B selection. Uh, schedules, B selection um now i'm the middleman artists and relations i'm 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 dealing with his artists okay uh kind of helping them out because one man dealing with three different people now mm -hmm. it's just like you know supervisor delegates work to the manager the manager talks to the employees okay so uh, now i'm dealing with the with the artists right helping with the structuring of the albums of course bizzle has the final say so on everything sure but um you know i i would Approve mixes, approve beats, yeah. like go hit up producers, Daniel Steele, yo, let me get a folder, yeah. like, yo, Biz, you should cop this one, this one, this Got one. Got it, okay. So stuff like that, yeah. And so you're doing that. How long did you do that? Shoot, 2012 to 2014, so two years. Wow. I mean, I'm still You're active. still putting out music yeah. on, uh, on your own as Dayton at yeah, this point? Yeah, Well, yes, I put out one uh, mixtape, Turn okay. It Off Volume 1. And then you're behind the scenes a and ring yep. as Bizzle and, and God Over Money is bubbling. Yep. And then you have this conversation with him like, yo, 
I got I got my own stuff. He's featuring you on his stuff too. Yeah. Two, you had two verses on one record, right? Yeah, on his well wishes. And so, how, initially that conversation was, I can't really do much for you. Yeah, yeah. So he would say stuff that that you know, like, bro, I'm I'm I guess. I'm, I'm not good with rejection. So if he didn't make it seem like it was a possibility, I mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have said nothing. Mm. Like, yo, you got a label. If you right. want to sign me, you would sign right, me. Right, 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 right. So he would say stuff, yeah. and I kind of just didn't want to submit my vision until it was laid out, and I just want to show, like, yo, look, this is my vision. What do you think about mm -hmm. it? Um, opposed to bringing him unfinished music. So I was working on the roar, and the goal was that complete it send it to him see what he thinks he was going to feature it on it on it anyways and see if he will put it out as is mm -hmm. um and when he brought it up oh everybody thinks you with god over money i was like yo let's have the convo mm -hmm. and he was like yeah i can't do much for you and you showed him the record or you hadn't shown him the record at that time he probably heard like a couple of the songs okay. but since he said that i yeah. said eh, might as well have the convo right. now and so initially boom you don't like rejection, you face the rejection, and how yeah. do you process all that? Um, I, I don't know, I had to fight against like, <laughs> yo, he just put on uh, my man, Selah, yeah, and I'm yeah, just yeah. like, yo, you start to question, you're yep. like, yo. Cause I, 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 keep it a buck, I was like, man, that's probably an excuse. Or it's probably real. Yep. He didn't play me and be like, yo, you ain't fit. Yep. He just said, yo, at this time, yeah. I don't feel like I can do much for you because yeah. we got these artists and I feel like you can... You can do it yourself. You can do it yourself. Which is which is actually a big compliment in it hindsight. It is. And then I've told other people that right. want to sign with me, yep. like, yep. nah, bro, yep. you can do this yourself. Yep. Yep. You can get, get to it your, yeah. on your own. Yep. So I, I can relate. At the time, I'm saying hindsight, yep. I know he meant it. Back then, I kind of was like, man, I wonder if that's mm. an excuse. But whatever, I'm going to do what I got to do. Mm -hmm. And But shortly after, you know, he approached me. And so, boom, you start putting stuff out with God Over Money. Yeah. And then that, you know, you guys go on tour and, 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 and um, things keep bubbling up. Menace Movement. Mm -hmm. Now you're putting out records. You're putting out your own records. You're, you have some artists that you're helping out. Yes, sir. Um, and so, what does the next iteration of Dayton look like, or do you do you even know? Man, I don't know. I I know this. I know that God has allowed me to do music um, for a season, and in that season, there's other areas of gifting that that I've He's allowed me to sharpen mm -hmm. using music. Mm -hmm. So now, when I'm in front of an audience, someone who's reclusive. Um, kind of to himself not i don't do well in crowds yeah now i'm standing in front of a couple hundred people and i'm i'm talking so i grew more comfortable to be able to preach off the, the head and and you know deliver a message yeah and now i see him leading me more into the area of preaching and teaching yeah um and you and as the last show one of the last shows we did together i think it was top of 2019 we did a show together in, in New York, and you were sick, sick. Sick. And sick. your show, your set was fire, oh, bro. Lips, and man. you, the way you would flow in between preaching and into the songs, I was like, man, this man, this man, like he got it, like he got the 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 the, the entire package. I thought I thought you executed on. Uh, I want to see you on YouTube. That's that's my big ploy for doing this interview. Yeah, yeah, we want yeah. to make a, a public appeal, ladies and gentlemen. Go blow up Dayton's DM, and let's get this man to regularly upload to YouTube because 
the majority of our conversations lately have been busting it up about theology, about God, yeah. about all these different things. And you just, you keep dropping these, like these gems on me that I'm like, bro, like you gotta put videos to this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yo, look, I got this idea for this video and I'm about to just not put it out and I'm, I'm gonna say it here. Um, I'm, I put out that, that video talking about Kanye. It's still kind of going crazy. It must be getting shared because the views don't stop. And okay. it's, it's probably like the most liked thing. You know, you check your likes. Uh -huh. And I'm like, dang, there's people still watching yeah. this joint. Yeah, yeah. So it must be getting shared. Uh, Teddy Riley liked it the other day. Really? Like, what the heck, Shout Teddy? out Teddy Riley. Yeah, I met so, Teddy Riley at NAMM once. Yeah. Good guy. So I'm like, oh, Teddy Riley, different people who don't follow me are yeah. watching it. Wyclef and all that. Wow. Like, what the heck? They must have Shout out Wyclef. Yeah. So long story short. Um, my mind goes into, you hit me like, yo, you need to jump on YouTube. Yeah. My mind goes into what hot topic uh -huh. can I address, can I touch on now? And I kind of felt like the Lord, like, dropped something on me like, man, be careful. Uh -huh. Like, I think when you put yourself in that position, and I, which why, why I appreciate what you do, um, though you may have the thumbnails and, mm -hmm. the, and the titles, mm -hmm. everything you're saying um, thus far is just is bearing fruit. It's it, it's 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 fruitful. It's dope. I don't want to fall into. I don't want to be in a position where now I'm tempted to just gossip and, mm -hmm. and feel like I got to address people right. and nitpick everything right, right. for the sake of having consistent content. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, my personal conviction is integrity over content. Absolutely. Can the content get me clout and probably get me a, a bag and all mm -hmm. that? Yes. But it's like, man with that first initial thought, it was like, yo, almost like, yo, what kind of gossipy thing can I talk about now? And mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not the heart of God for yeah. me. Yeah. I may not be as clever. If I can be as clever to... to well, I to, think... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, if I can be as clever as somebody like you yeah. and come up with subject, subject matter, then you may see that change yeah. and I may do a YouTube channel yeah. or something. I, I now, think you did it right, though. Like, you did it in the sense that I have a thing of like, I don't really like making videos with current events or public figures if I'm just gonna dunk on them. Mm -hmm. So I think you did it right. Like you took something that was, a, that was a current trending topic, polarizing topic with the Kanye Drink Champs interview, and you did it in a way that honored him mm -hmm. uh, while at the same time saying truth and you tied it into your story. Mm -hmm. That is actually the formula. Yeah. Let's take something that everyone wants to think about, and what does Dayton think about so-and-so, and so and such and such and such, and you do it in a way where you still honor the person Person as an image bearer of God, you may draw distinctions of where you disagree, and then you tie in your story in the scriptures. Yeah, so I yeah. think you, I think you, I think you in, intuitively got that right because you're right. The model on YouTube is going to be let me find something I dislike and make a video about that. That's what actually, yeah. if you really want to do numbers, you got to go the so and so is a false prophet, so and so is a heretic yeah, route. Yeah. And and I don't I don't do those videos. I mean you I may yeah. I maybe made one video being critical of Bethel. And like one video being critical of Kenneth Copeland, you yeah. know, what they did to fake, uh, he cut his hand and then they yeah, acted like they, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. So I think, I, think, I think you're totally spot on, but can, can we talk about, 
the gym you dropped on me in terms of demonization mm. and 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 like the the paradigm that you looked at it through because that's a, that's a trending topic everyone's talking about demonization deliverance and all that kind of stuff i'm not opposed to any of those sorts of things um i just don't know if the emphasis needs to always be there and you and you, you shared this gym when we were at dinner in terms of jesus and temptation and that whole bit so yeah so let me preface it by saying like yo i'm all for deliverance um, I am a continuationist. I believe in all of that. I believe that uh, deliverance is essential. Um, I do have humbly, humbly, I'm in, still in my process of learning, right? I'm, I'm forever learning. I, at this point, right, with open hand, and if anybody had something to combat this or to, to share that can change my mind, I'm open to it because I'm always open to submitting to scripture. Mm -hmm. Not your opinion, not your experience. If it says it into, in the scriptures, mm -hmm. whether I like it or not, I will submit to it. Now, yeah. moving on. I definitely don't subscribe to the theology of a Christian can have a demon inhabiting them. Okay. I feel like where the Holy Spirit dwells, it says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't believe a demon can inhabit the same space, to, 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 to share the same space. So what I would pose, I would pose a question and I would start off with, I wish I had the scripture off the top of the head. It's Hebrews 4.15, right? The English Standard Version says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, mm. yet without sin, right? So I would ask someone who subscribes to that theology, do they believe that? wholeheartedly right mm. it's there in the scriptures um it says that he was tempted in every way mm. in every way so that he can empathize he can sympathize with us he he can relate to our temptation yet he's without sin Amen. um and he is jesus and he is jesus yes then i would go on to ask is jesus the perfect blueprint to walk this walk and to please the Father. Is he the blueprint? Um, I'm pretty sure most of y'all would say yes. So now I would go on to say, would the idea of us being able to be demonized with having a demon inhabit us, would that now kind of be contrary to that, that scripture? Because now if I can inhabit a demon, then Jesus cannot relate to my temptation mm. in every way. Yeah. Because according to your theology, um, yo, it, it, it's overbearing. It's it's this extra. It's not the flesh now. It's not it's not us giving into our own sinful desires. First, we're tempted, mm -hmm. and it says we're dragged away by our own sinful desires. It's a demon inhabiting mm -hmm. you. So now you almost can't help it. It's something that you need to be delivered from. I believe if, if that were true, then I can stand before Jesus and say, wait, you haven't been tempted in every way mm. because you haven't had a demon in you. Mm. Now, I know the rebuttal will be, wait, how could he have a demon if there's no sin? You know what I'm saying? He, I can still go before him and be like, but you didn't have a demon in mm. you with this overbearing sin. 
Um, so I, I, I would also say if he is the perfect blueprint, right? I think we can get a good theology for demonology when we see Jesus tempted in the desert. Mm, it's, that's exactly what I thought yeah, about. Yeah, keep can, going. You can get a good theology for demonology because he's being tempted by Satan and it's he's actually hearing him. Yeah. He's in his weakness in the in the middle of a fast mm. and he's being tempted to turn the, the rock to bread and, and just worship me and yeah. all these things he's offered that is appealing to the flesh. Right. Yet he is without sin and you know, of course he didn't sin through it. Um, I believe that our temptation and 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 being demonized is outward and not, not inward, internal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where you're literally hearing in inwardly, uh, but it's not in you. But you know the the, the, the it's like an oppression. Yeah. And I know that yo the oppression is not in the word, but yeah. that's what I'm gonna use to define it. Where he's you gave him a foothold. In your life, not inside you, but in your life. In your flesh. In yeah. your flesh. There's yeah. a weak spot. Yeah. He's he's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He saw you give into this. It's a weak spot. And now it's that very thing that he tempts you yeah. with. Yeah. Yo, give in. Why don't you go on your yeah. phone and go watch that? Yep. Why don't you go boom, boom, come on? And he's nagging and yeah. nagging and nagging. It's outside. It's outside appealing to the inside, not inside out. Yes, it's yes. a spiritual matter, but you don't have a demon inhabiting you. Then I would also say, right when uh, a lot of times it's very dangerous when the scriptures thrown around where Jesus also did things that weren't written in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't think he would do that to us. Hmm. I'm saying, I think I believe what it means is if. You know, it says if he if he, everything were written, it would fill up the libraries right, in the world. Right. I'm I'm thinking it's talking more about the accounts and what was done opposed to how things were done, like methods were uh, possibly okay. left yeah, out. Yeah. I believe that if in his sovereignty, he's made sure that the methods were covered. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's no extra biblical stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What that's I'm good. Saying? That's good. So. um I think it's dangerous to throw that around. I also think it's dangerous to throw out just experience because then we got to consider the Jehovah Witness experience mm -hmm. and the, and the yeah. Mormons experience yep. and the Muslims experience yep. and everybody else who claims they got an experience. Yep. Um, I, uh, I, I would just say it's dangerous to do that. Um, and I lost my train of thought. No, that was good. But, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think you, you, you gave us a lot to, to, to ponder on. I think, when I think of this issue of demonization, I think the part that I struggle with, and we and we talked about this, is is one. I think it gives the enemy way too much credit. Way too much. Way credit. too much credit. Satan is not omnipresent. He is not uh, meaning he's not everywhere at once. He's not all knowing. He doesn't know everything. He de he doesn't know all your thoughts, yes. right? And he's not all powerful, yes. right? And so I think sometimes we make it this like Satan versus God conversation. Um, and clearly he has some degree of influence and authority here, but even in the book of Job, and maybe that's more prescriptive or descriptive and not prescriptive, but even in the book of Job, he has to go ask God yeah. for permission 
to torment Job. And so I think that that is one the, the one thing I think is I think we give the enemy way too much credit. And I also think it dismisses how wicked humanity really is. Yes. And this is what we this is what we talked about is like um, our flesh and how wicked people are left to their own devices. Uh, maybe in maybe giving into some temptations yeah. right is is way beyond i think anyone's um full comprehension and that's what it keeps talking about in ephesians 2 and i think in titus 2 where it says it's like your own urges it's yeah. your own evil urges that lead you astray your, your own, own. Why your weren't own. these things covered in scripture right. like w- there's way more that's just like yo it, it, the exhortations and the warnings are against you and yeah. you don't give into it. it yes. There's no warnings for watch out that you open the door for right. a demon who's now going to control you. Right. It's like, yo, don't give into yeah. these things. You yeah. are dragged away by your own sinful desires. Yeah, yeah I, I just think, man, we we need to be careful with, with some of this stuff. Um, so, that's so, just where I'm at now, bro. Yeah. Uh, let me add this, right? And this is a conversation I have with friends, right? Where they'd be like, yo, but my experience, right? I've seen people, this one old lady who goes to church every Sunday and every Wednesday is there and a, and a demon manifested out of her. Mm-hmm. I think we also pervert the grace of God and we... We, the pendulum always swings t- too far to the right mm-hmm. or too far to the left. Mm-hmm. Either nobody saved or everybody saved. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, do we disregard the, 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 the story Jesus told when, you know, like, yo, Lord, Lord, I, 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 uh, mm-hmm. I casted out demons and I prophesied in your name. They were used. I'm pretty sure they were probably at church. They were probably in the circles. Mm-hmm. They're probably at your Bible study. And he said, depart from me, I you workers of you. iniquity. Yeah. I never yeah. knew you. Not I once knew you and you did me dirty. Right, right. I never knew you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's way too much scriptural evidence that's that's opposed to this theology. And I only feel the need to speak on it because it just seems like the hot topic. Yeah. And it, I'm constantly hit with these questions. Yep. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the, the, the Mike Winger's video on Bethel. And I, I just did a video on it, but he mentioned the three different sources of prophecy, right? And there's true prophecy from God, there's false prophecy from the devil, and then there's also false prophecy from our flesh, yes. right? And um, I don't know if you've ever gotten it wrong, but there's definitely been times where I feel like God showed me something, told me something, right? And, 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 and like, oh man, sometimes maybe even went the extra step and said like, yo, I got, you know what I mean? I got this word, right? Um, and and and, I'm, and there's uh, you know there's, you know, there's, I live in Florida right now based off of that like yeah. yo bro me getting it wrong yeah. me feeling like I, I I you know not to pick on my ex wife but was sitting down on the couch one day and felt like I just heard God tell me she the one and but but inwardly feeling no peace yeah but just like yo just trying to rationalize things to, to make it work in my benefit yeah I mean, yo, maybe that that this peace i feel is really the devil mm. and because what i wanted what i heard was most likely god mm. like nah I probably heard him. You and, probably heard and the, the wrong Lord thing. And the Lord was like, don't do yeah. this, George. Or you heard your flesh. Oh, I heard my flesh. You I heard, heard your my flesh. flesh. Yeah. And you you best believe I ran around to all my men. Yo, I think God told me, you know, that I, I'm going to marry her. Yeah. Bro, come yeah. on, man. And, I, every, and there's like, you know, dozens of dudes watching this right now that have like, Went up to a girl in church and was like, God told me you're my wife. <laughs> you, know what I'm you don't know how many relationships I ruined 
ta- having these conversations yeah. like, bro, look, uh, you think God has told you she the one? Yeah. And I'll be like, but how do you feel inwardly? Is, does this happen? Do you yeah. really feel a, a true peace? Yeah. Do you see these these red flags? And they be there like, yep. bro. And yep. then before you know it, I look on Instagram, they got a new girlfriend yeah. and they left this yep. one. Yep. It just ain't work out. And so the, the notion of like, something coming from your flesh. Mm-hmm. And even as a Christian, you can have something come from your flesh that you believe. Because again, guys, remember, we're continuationists. Like, we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We believe in the spirit movement. We believe in prophetic words, words of knowledge. But we acknowledge that you can feel something in your in your spirit that you think is God, but it's really your flesh, right? And, and, and so I would put a lot of the false Trump prophecies in that category. Yes. I don't think they were... The demon Satan prophecies. I think they were people that genuinely, for whatever reason, they wanted Trump to win and they were prophesying from their flesh and they got it wrong. Yeah. Um, I will put a, the guy telling the girl that, you know, that's his wife. They, they, I think he got it wrong. So I think there's a lot of folks that get that wrong based on their flesh, but it's not the same as you're a false prophet of Satan and you deserve to be stoned like Old Testament, right? Exactly. And again, guys, go watch that other video. I, we reference, Mike Winger references the verses specifically from Jeremiah and Ezekiel about people prophesying from their flesh. There's still false prophets. Like you're still false and you're still wrong. But there's a, there's a difference between there being too binary, everything's from God or from Satan, yeah. versus there being there's things from God, there's things from Satan, and I would say there's a lot of stuff happening right now of people in the flesh inside and outside of the church. Yeah, bro. I think we're seeing it all over, and so I, I don't mean to like take a, a, a real, uh, throw you a curveball, because um, I want to come back to what you said about your ex-wife in a second, but have you heard this new clip of Jay-Z explaining his hostility towards religion? No. So there's a clip let me see if I could pull it up. And it's and it's something that if you've followed Jay-Z long enough, you've known this about him. And it's a clip basically explaining, and he talks about it on 444. I touch on legacy and what happened to me as far as like my grandfather, you know, what, what he was doing with his daughter, he was a pastor. And it's like, I gotta forget that as well. As hard as that is, like as hard as that is, it's like, Man, like, that's deep for me. But what happens is, just to call a transgenerational trauma, right? Like, what happens is it informs who I am today because something about him wasn't right. So I was like, man, people in religion are hypocrites. So I sought out religion to say, okay, maybe I'm not a Christian. Let me see. Maybe I'm, you know, God body, <laughs> right? Okay. Maybe I'm a Buddhist, okay? Maybe I'm Muslim. So I got a bit of, and then realized, oh, I'm just a spiritual person. Because if you walk into any one of these places, you walk into a mosque, a church, a thing, it's an altar. That's constant. Is God is an altar. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, okay, I'd rather, I'm a more that's what aligned for me and my spirit and my soul was I'm a spiritual person. I don't know everything that's out there and I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? I know God exists and I'm cool with that. But that, I was informed by that because of what yeah. the actions that happened with my grandfather and you know, so and, and like going to therapy and like just allowed me to see that, allowed me to see that clearly and just really put things in place like, oh, 
I know why this triggers me and this thing. Know why this, this triggers me. And oh shit, that's why. I didn't just wake up one morning with an idea to, you know, study the Quran. You know what I'm saying? It came where did it come from? Why? Why everyone in your family is Christian? Why aren't you Christian? It's mm. just natural. Like if you were Democrat, why? Because everybody you grew up with is Democrat. You don't ask the question. You know what I'm saying? But because there was some trauma there, it led me to ask the question. I went everywhere and asked the question. Why is it that why why isn't this guy living up to what he said and who he said he is? And then going somewhere else and being like, okay, why doesn't that why doesn't everything in that religion check out? Why doesn't everything in that religion check out? And for me it was like, oh, okay. God exists. Interesting, right? Very interesting. So I I, I, I hear that, and uh, and 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 so on. Four forty four, he reveals that his grandfather, who's a preacher, molested his aunt. Yeah. Right, his daughter, and and so in that we see that, and and, and I've always wondered, like, why does Jay Z have this hostility towards Christianity? Right? Why are there these little subtle little Jesus yeah, knocks? Jesus and you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. Life starts when a church ends and all kind of stuff. And then you find out behind that is that that's somebody who experienced massive trauma, a scandal. Yeah. You know, in his childhood, and it and it probably ruptured his family and created all kinds of you know junk for them. And so, to me, when we talk about those three sources from God, from the devil, from the flesh. I then can have grace on the person who is hostile towards the gospel because it's not just you're just hostile because you're naturally a sinner. Yeah. You're hostile and you got this monkey on your back from this this shame attached yeah. to what happened to your family yeah. in this thing. And so I heard that somebody sent that to me and I was like, man, that's really interesting. I remember him talking about that on 444. No one's really discussed this, but within the Christian rap community, we've always kind of dogged jay-z and kind of been mad at him without really understanding the full scope yeah. and so here's somebody historically pushing back pushing back pushing back and we don't really know that the source of that isn't the illuminati and demons it's actually trauma yeah you know what i mean and and, and i don't know if i've ever told you this the story of when i met jay-z uh at, good, at a good music showcase at south by southwest no you didn't um, i met him briefly and uh and he was on tour with Bono and you too, you know, mm -hmm. you know Bono has like a faith background, yeah. and he was on tour, and there was multiple. You, you guys can Google there's multiple things of him wearing a, a shirt that says Jesus is Lord, and so I, that was my thing. Was like, like fam, like what's up with the Jesus is Lord? Shirt? He had a yeah, Jesus is yeah, Lord multiple shirt. pictures. You, you can Google it. He wore on tour just pictures in Australia, pictures of him at a basketball game wearing the same Jesus is Lord shirt. And I said, what's up with the Jesus is Lord shirt, fam? Like, what do you? I said, I literally said, are you trying to make a theological statement to him? And he just kind of looked at me, smiled, and was like, like, who is this little kid? He was a little minion, you know what I mean? This little yeah. peon asking me this question. Uh, and he told me, I go ask Alexander Gavinci. <laughs> That's what he said to me. And so, uh, but I say all that to say that I think, like, and I'm praying for Jay-Z, and, 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 I, and I have a feeling if, when and if I bump into him, I think he'll, he'll remember that, and we'll have a conversation about it. But I say all that to say, I think people are so much more complicated than of the devil or of God. Yeah, I think the devil can take advantage of situations and create generational bondage on people that then makes them even more blinded and biased against surrendering their life to Jesus. Yeah, bro, who has more of an understanding or knowledge 
of craftiness and wickedness than the Lord. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he's he's created. He's observing it all, right? And he, if you believe that the scriptures are divinely inspired, it says that Satan's crafty. This is this is the the goat, God, mm -hmm. saying he's crafty. I think that's a crafty that we can't even fully comprehend. Mm. That is the top tier crafty. Mm. And it, it's that crafty, planting a, a, a seed that young, knowing that someone observing this man who's supposed to be a man of God, who's doing X, Y, Z, and that affects a, a generation. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he's not the only one that has that scar mm -hmm. it's his aunt mm -hmm. it's his mom yep. it's it's a whole bunch of people his mom is 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 you know is gay and you know she was once mm -hmm. so it's like yo you don't know what the heck how many people from for generations to come will be scarred and affected by that one man's actions mm -hmm. that to set a scheme up and mm. not making satan more powerful than god no way no mm -hmm. how but to set that type of scheme in motion, to see mm -hmm. the, get that those dominoes lined up and get them to start falling, yeah. man, that's a crafty that Style. our little stupid human minds yeah. can't understand. Like, yeah, and I think and so. My question then goes like, whether it's Jay Z, whether it's Kanye, whether it's that person in your family that's not a Christian, whether it's that person that you gonna see over the holidays that you know is gonna say something to come yeah. to be combative and slow yeah. slick shot against your faith. What kind of heart do we have for those people? You know what I'm saying? What kind of what 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 kind of uh, patience can we extend to those people? How do we how do we walk that line of I got to be firm and tell you the truth? Yeah, you probably shouldn't have drank like that on Drink Champs, man. That was yeah. just not a good look. <laughs> you yeah. know you can't hold your liquor well. You know you sitting there. The Hennessy is what got you in trouble with the Taylor Swift situation. Uh, and, and, and while at the same time saying, guys, like, let's keep praying for people. And and, and, and I believe God can save a Jay-Z, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, and miraculously move, not because we need another rapper evangelist, yeah. just because I think God is that good and that big to do something like that. He cares for the state of his soul. I, I, I would say so. Uh, being involved in the music industry and just with some things I've seen leading somebody from the occult to the Lord, reading their literature, right? There, there is a real, uh, uh, there's something going on in the, in the music industry, not like how y'all check in the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of stuff that they'll say and I'm just like, oh, this is bull. And then some of it is like, okay, yeah, this is, this is for real. Mm -hmm. Um... I would still say Satan does not have the type of power to keep someone in bondage like that. I would still say whether they're in the occult, whether they're somebody that's just hurt and, and, and you know, walking away from the Lord or, or purposely hostile to the gospel because of their pain, no matter where they are, Pray for him. Mm. Pray for him because God is that mighty to save. I've seen Satanists give their lives to the Lord. Amen. I led one to the Lord, not boasting on I, you know, the Lord by his grace used me to lead a Satanist, a mm. Luciferian, not a Satanist where, you know, they're, they're, they're just claiming that. Yeah, they're to trolling. Be, yeah, they're yeah. trolling. Yeah. I'm talking about, about someone who literally thinks Lucifer is the good guy mm. and 
they serve Lucifer. So, um, and have altars and, yeah. and services and all that stuff. So, everyone, man, pray for everyone. Yeah. If I pray for Jay, I pray for everybody. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I think what happens in music is art, life starts imitating art. Mm -hmm. In the same way Biggie and Tupac happened where Tupac wasn't really a gang member like that. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. He starts rapping about it. He goes to death row. Mm -hmm. Boom. Now he gets my Pyru tatted on him. Yeah. The real gang members around him were like, what are you doing? Like, this is, don't do that. Like, yeah. this is goofy. And then slowly but surely, over time, his life started imitating his art. You know, bro, that, like, dang, I feel a little, a little foul because... I'm always super critical of Tupac because of that. Everybody <laughs> holds him to, you know, like, yo, yeah. Pac was the biggest gangster, yeah. and I'll be, like, teasing him. I'll be playing with Bizzle Art. Yeah. That's his favorite rapper. Yeah. Be like, man, Pac was a square. Yeah. But, you know, that... He was a square around some real dudes, yeah, which yeah. is dangerous. Yeah, which is Because then the square got to prove himself. Gotta the guy that's himself. a dancer, actor, went to art school, is like, I got, I've seen it I've seen him my whole life. I grew, yeah. up in, I grew up in Vista Oceanside. There's not... A lot of guys that really have that um, generational uh, gang thing. Like, so-and-so yeah. -so is from Compton. They brought it down to San Diego Piru. San Diego Piru brought it to... It's not really linear like that. Yeah. It's they want... They, they know someone and they want to start a set in their neighborhood. But they all live in 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 in, in uh, uh amazing homes fathers yeah. at the house yeah. military family yeah. and those are the kids that that really when it's up they really, really want to show you they got something to prove and that's to me is more dangerous yo I'm, I'm about to put myself on blast a little hypocritical of me to look at Pac like that and i guess i gave myself the pass because it, it started younger in my teens but like yo what kept me off the street was when my man started wilding, I had a girlfriend. Mm. So I was, you know, like I'm talking about like 14 in a mm. serious relationship mm. and um, was over her house. So what that did was I was I was dating the kid that always fought, that always scrapped. Mm -hmm. But I ain't hustle. I ain't smoke. I ain't none of that. I, I got a girlfriend when they all started. Mm -hmm. I was off the block. Mm. I would come through. My name was good. They knew they could depend on me to scrap. Yeah. But it, it wasn't like, yo, I ain't own no pistol. Mm. I ain't shoot nobody. None of that yeah. stuff. We would just fight. Yeah. And later on, right, I'm rapping this way because my man's rapped this way. And they got my back. N not rap this way, they live this way. Mm -hmm. And they got my back no matter what. So mm -hmm. while I'm talking about I pulled a pistol, blah, 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 they co-signing it. Mm -hmm. And they co-signed it because they knew I had heart. Now moving forward, I, when my man first hit me with my first pound, like, yo, you can move this, da, 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 da. I had a job. I, we was poor, but like I ain't have to hustle. Right. You know what was my deciding factor? My deciding factor was you know what? Now when I rap about it, it's real. Whoa. Then my man, I was about to say his name, Lord Jesus, and be yeah, snitching that's, that's on not, that's not do that. Yeah, this ain't Vlad. I, I, I forgot that we ain't got a camera going. I'm about to say his name. My man got the pistol. Now yeah. I got, I got now, bread. Yeah. I got, I'm getting wow. money. And he like, bro, I sell this to you for blah, 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 blah. And I say this. I got, at that time, no beef because I'm just in my hood. Yeah. My name is good in in the in on the street. Yeah. But I'm just like now when I rap about it, mm. it's real. Oh, you best believe I was talking extra spicy when I got the real pistol. Yeah. So, I I it's like 
portraying this image, and yo, it really became me. Jeez. It really became me. It yeah. really became like, yo, my girlfriend crying, begging me to keep the pistol home because I would be the type to, to, to run up on somebody and fire off. Uh. It, it, like, yo, it really became me. I was a late bloomer where my man was like, yo, we've been doing this since we was 14 mm. and you was with a girl. Now I'm like at the studio for the first time. The blunt get passed to me mm. and I'm just like, now when I rap about I it, it be real. Yeah. And wow. then I really became a weed head. So wow. it's like, yeah, that stuff became me, bro. It's, it's interesting. And so I think, I think hip hop has always kind of been that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have rappers who are affiliated with the street, rapping as if they're of the street, and the streets love it because they're like, yo, they're telling our story, yeah. right? And, and, then the, and then that creates a, a, a groundswell of credibility and this dude from this. So it's like historically that's always been there. And I think now we're seeing it with the drugs mm -hmm. and with the occult stuff. Yeah. Meaning like I think some of these kids, be, be, be when you talk about the music, I think some of these kids be fooling with this stuff and then it becomes real. Yeah. It starts as a marketing ploy, satanic panic marketing, right? Where it's like, we just gonna act crazy and yeah. let people, you know, uh, Lil Nas X with the, yeah. with the, like he trolled Christians on purpose with yeah. that video and it did exactly what he wanted them to do. Yeah. But then art starts, uh, your life starts imitating your art. Yeah. And then you, then some spooky stuff really starts happening. Yeah. And then you really might be opening up yourself yeah. to some wild stuff. That, that's one of my homie's testimonies. I won't even say his name because I'll, I'll let him, I don't want to ruin it. He's about to come out, just got signed and I don't want to tell his story. Let him tell it. Mm -hmm. um, they'll hear it. And he worship the devil he got into witchcraft like real real, like real witchcraft, witchcraft like yeah. cutting chickens heads off and stuff yeah made a blood pack with satan yeah. and tried to and then even with some of that satanic stuff that you see them repping lil yeah. wayne and them yeah. at the time and he said like yo i tried to apply some of that stuff because it, it looked appealing and cool yeah. and it became yeah. him yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. it really became yeah. him. just what you're describing yeah. bro yeah and, it, and yeah so, so i think that and that's why I think we have to, my opinion is I think this is why we have to go the extra mile to support the Christian in the marketplace, whether yes. it's the Christian rapper, rapper Christian, Christian YouTube, what, what the Christian clothing brand, the yeah. brand that's ran by a Christian. Yeah. I think this is why, to com in my opinion, to combat that, because worst case scenario, the, the, the dangerous side of that is then we just have a bunch of prosperous Christians. Yeah. Right, like that's that's the that's the dangerous part. It's like now we just have a bunch of successful Christian clothing brands, Christian businesses, Christian YouTube pages, you know. And I think we have to go and do that. And and I say dangerous in that that's a good kind of dangerous. Yeah, that is. Like we need more of that. We need more people in in those corners. We need more people building their own autonomous uh, placement in the marketplace outside of any labels, outside of anybody else. And I think, and I think that's why the, 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 the Christian consumer, like, yo, don't, don't go and listen to Travis Scott right now. Cause yeah. you're intrigued. 
Like, don't do that. Because that's, I don't know if you saw the numbers. His numbers went after that. You know, albums re-entered the billboard. He gained half a million followers on Instagram. You know what I mean? And it's like... That's the trend, though, bro. When when R. Kelly, like, bro, after all the foul stuff R. Kelly did, his streams went crazy. terrible. Yo, and I can't front. All his songs started stuck in my head. And I was hella tempted to go listen. My my wife was like, you better not. Like, yo. And I said said it right there. Like, yo, I can see why... They stream you yep. going up. Their yep. name is, is in your ear all day. Yeah. You go check for them. But that's yeah. the trend, bro. Lust of the ice, lust of the flesh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, as a final thing, man, before we get out of here, it's late. Uh, we've been going a while. But um, you, you, you brief, we briefly mentioned about you going through a divorce. You've written songs about it. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, you've been very transparent about it. Um, for someone that, that's, 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 that's facing that shame attached to it, right? Like that's a, that's a big thing to carry. If, if somebody's in the middle of that, maybe it's a woman that was abandoned. Maybe it's a dude that had his was his, his girl cheat on him, leave him, whatever. Um, like, w- can you just ha- can you just speak on that? Because I can't. That's something I can't speak on. You know what I mean? But I know that's something you went through, and a lot of people in this community yeah. have gone through it. Still feel some shame. Are confused about getting remarried. I got somebody asked me that yesterday. If I if if my non believing uh, spouse abandoned me, can I remarry? You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I think, I think you're good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, can you speak on that a little what bit, man? What does the scripture say? So right. a lot of people ain't going to like a, a lot of the answers I have. I, I'm, man, uh, to the person who's been abandoned, to the person who's, who, uh, like, yo, I could encourage them to the abandoner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really ain't got much to say. I must stick to the scriptures. Um, you know, there are exits from, from a marriage, biblical grounds for, for a divorce, I mean. Um, and unless you have one of those two, uh, then I would highly suggest, you know, you you reconcile, attempt to reconcile, do what you can. Which, which you did. You did yeah, everything yeah, yeah, you for could. For sure. I, I, in my situation, though it was hell, um... I didn't know she moved on. I didn't know. I didn't have no proof that she was doing what she was doing. So I remember talking to my friend and, you know, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. And she's just like, I just don't want to be with you. I don't want to be with nobody, even though the whole thing was sus. Mm-hmm. And I, I spoke to my man and I say, yo, what's another 60 years of suffering? Mm. Like, if I got to sit here, if she literally don't move on, I, I have no grounds to move move forward. Wow. So I will stay here singled in a mug. It's going to suck, yeah. but that's what I'm going to do. And praise be to God that that wasn't the case. You know, she dared her and I had grounds. Um, now, when you asked me a question, um, as far as the shame goes, I mean, yo, it happens. Um, just because the people around you may make it feel like you just went through something super foreign and you're a weirdo and, and it's like the scarlet letter on you. So many of us go through it. We shouldn't go through it. Um, it should not even be an option, but if you are in the process of it or you went through it, God is forgiving and Jesus died on the cross for your sin. He took that, that great sacrifice to pay for that thing. Mm. You washed in the blood. Don't live in shame. Um, move forward. Trust him in the process. He will open up doors 
that look way better if you go through this process his way. You know what I'm saying? I pray that made sense for the person that may be the one that wants to leave and don't have biblical grounds, for the one that's cheating, for the one that, that's the abandoner. Um, I would really say, man, turn to your, read your word. Man, uh, I know you probably got a hundred reasons why you like, man, I just don't love her or him. Mm. Man, I just, man, repent, turn to the Lord. I, I, there's story after story, testimony after testimony of God reconciling marriages, re-sparking love. Uh, he can do it. So, yeah, that's, that's my Amen. story. I'm sticking to it. Mic drop. Yeah. My man. Up. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, bro. Guys, make sure you follow Dayton on all platforms. Man, go blow up his DMs. Tell him to get the YouTube off the ground. I think yeah. we need his voice. Uh, thank you for watching this. Again, mastermydevo.com. Get more clarity, context, and consistency in your devotional time, ultimately for life change. And we have our three-day Master YouTube Live Challenge coming up. Thank you guys so much for watching this. Peace.